Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is, let me see, it is Monday, August 1st, start of a new month, and I am, it is currently 525. <laughs> I am in Los Angeles, so if my voice sounds a little tired, um, that's the reason, and the hotel air conditioning is uh, blowing on the, the microphone, so my apologies about uh, uh, all the the noise and things of that sort, and you guys know I say uh and all of those things. I'm trying to tighten up. I I listened to some of the podcast yesterday, and the quality just I'll get better. But again, the Yeti microphone at home. When I'm at home, it's going to be significantly better. But again, the content is what's what's important. Um, but with that, I want to thank supporters. Um, got some new supporters over the weekend. Thank you guys for hitting support. In the um, podcast description, you'll find a link for support if you want to support there. There's also, if you follow me on Twitter, there's a tips button that some people have used there to tip me as well um, with a one-time tip. Um, You know, whatever you choose to do, uh, I had a pretty, pretty good July. Um, So I want to say, hey, kudos to you guys that that followed some of my advice. Um, I did see, by the way... Um, I've been looking at some of going over some stuff, and one call that I have made bad is um, Boyle. Uh, Boyle is down in pre-market to 81. It has just tanked, um, and and so KOLD has been the play. KOLD, I said, hey, um, uh, you know, in the algorithm when we go KOLD, let me just put it in here, um, and we will run. I'm on the market scanner on... Uh, uh, Trendspider because I've been running scans, so I'll get to that in a little bit. But KOLD, it's the pro ultra short um, of natural gas. It did have a MACD cross up on um, Friday, like I said, at fourteen eighty, and so you're you're getting rewarded in pre market. Um, let me see where it is in pre market. KOLD in pre market, it closed at fourteen thirty two. It's at fifteen forty, and it's got confirmation. So. Um, my guess is that natural gas is kind of going there. Uh, if you have boil, and, and I've said this all along, and you get uncomfortable with it, uh, I, I think you you get out. A- again, we have natural gas. Uh, it's a simple, it's kind of like oil. You have a supply problem. It's not a demand problem. You have a supply problem. And when you have a supply problem, the price should start to go up. So um, I, I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew supporters. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Hopefully you guys are listening to my good tips and not my bad ones. So thank you. Um, I did hear, I wanted to start off because I heard a good quote um, from a trader. And he said, um, and one thing that you guys should think of uh, as tr- as traders and, and most likely newer traders, uh, most of the people that I've heard from that listen to the podcast, they're newer traders. You know, I've, I've been doing it for 30 years and not necessarily trading 
Um, more investing, I would say, would be my background, but trading is something that I've done throughout the years. Um, for my 30 years, I'll pop into the market, pop out of the market. You know, like I said, there's a certain percentage of my portfolio where I just get in for less than a day, an hour, two hours. Um, sometimes I'll hold things for a week, but I wanted to, um, this one hit me because it's perfect for you guys. Um, nobody goes to college uh, to become an engineer and expects to be making a ton of money on day one in school. It's the same thing for trading. They take years. Uh, an engineer takes years, years and years of training in order to actually justify their salary, um, to justify making money as an engineer. Think of trading the same exact way. I don't care if you do paper trading. I don't care if you do smaller lot sizes. I don't care if you, um, you, know, you, you think, hey, I've got this and I can do this. If you don't understand charts and you don't understand fundamentals, if I say PE and you're like, what's PE? If you don't understand PE and how it affects the stock price, if you don't uh, understand how RSI affects the stock price, if you don't understand how the MACD actually works, which is my, my algorithm, the basis of my algorithm, you should be going to school and you should be on Google, you should be on YouTube, you should be on all of these Investopedia, um, all of these devices, Finviz, um, you should be looking at how to use the scanner on Finviz. Um, you should be looking at some of the free tools that are out there. They're great. Um, you don't necessarily have to pay for these tools. Finviz is an unbelievable tool. <clears throat> but um, I wanted to make sure that you guys knew that because A, sizing is important while you're learning because you most likely will lose money. Um, that's the, the basis of the game. I lose money trading all the time. Um, the large majority of my gains, the percentage gains, and I think I've told you guys this before, the large majority are buy and hold. Apple has just been a killer. Amazon has been an absolute killer. Google has been an absolute killer. Tesla has been an absolute killer. Um, you know, I've gotten some wrong. Uh, Facebook bought in the 300s. Uh, it's now down around 150. Um, Baba bought in the 200s. It's now around, I think it's at 80 something. Um, but, you know, again, the large majority of buys and holds have done well. Um, and if you believe in the company, and again, even for me going to school, I understood Baba as buying um, into Alibaba. Well, it's not. You're actually buying into a um, Caribbean uh, offshore investment that has no ownership of Alibaba. So bad on me for doing that. Again, you know, you, you learn, you learn as you go along. So, um, but I wanted to make sure that I, I put that at the beginning of this podcast. Now, this week is a big week. We've got 148 of the S&P's 500 companies that report this week. So um, there's a huge opportunity and I'll kind of go over what I saw. Um, Monday, podcast favorite Devin. And let's look at Devin. It's after the bell that Devin reports. Um, and I brought this, this company up uh, over under 60, buy it over 60, sell it. Um, right now, they don't have a lot of pre-market trading. 
Um, volume is not on this one side. 10-day volume is 9 million. 90-day volume is 11 million. But they are going to kill it. And 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 remember, this is an energy company. Any energy company that doesn't um, provide record profits during this time, Exxon, you saw it. Chevron, you saw it. Uh, I think Devon, you'll see it. Diamondback, I think you'll see it. Marathon Petroleum, I think you'll see it. But Devon is the first one. It'll report today after the bell. Um, Fang reports today after the bell. <clears throat> I saw that um, uh, oil is down based on just lack of demand from China being shut down. Now, I continue to say, and, and, and you guys should look for your own information, but um, look out at some of the experts, Halima Croft, who's on CNBC, who I trust with oil. Um, Brian Sullivan, who's an anchor on CNBC, CNBC, who's an expert in energy. Um, those are the two that I look at, and they continue to say uh, the, the, the demand um, will far outweigh the supply uh, between now and the end of the year. They just can't produce enough. And so you're seeing UCO is down. But, you know, again, I think UCO, um, let's see, where are we? Uh, SCO has been your play, but it closed at 38.97, and it's just tanked down since then. Uh, um, and yes, on Friday it went all the way up to 41, close at 38.97. You had SCO had all the all the all the confirmation, um, so you didn't win on them with this one. But Devon and Diamondback today, I expect big earnings on those. Um, it will be their forward guidance that that kind of. Okay, if we get a great forward guidance, then boom, um, we'll have a good uh, a good earnings. Uh, I'm just going to write this down because I just saw a stock that I want to cover. Um, <clears throat> so that's today. Tuesday, uh, in the morning, we have Uber and AMD. Um, AMD, I personally hold, I think at 113 or so is my average price. Um, I bought it on the way down. I just haven't bought it at under 100 because I, it's been floundering. Um, in fact, let me look at the uh, algorithm on AMD. Um, AMD and the algorithm. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> it's pulling it up. Uh, boy, it's been on a run. We had a buy-in here at 78.97 on July 7th, and you're at 94. So you've gotten your 10% out of this one, uh, significantly more. It has been on quite a run. I would probably not buy this one into earnings, although it could be an absolute killer. Um, your RSI, though, is at 70. Uh, your MACD is up. Um, the, let's look at the short term on Active Trader Pro. Um, yeah, you're, you closed at 94. You're opening up at 96. This one has been running all morning long. Um, the 10 day volume is 80 million. Uh, the 90 day volume is 101 million. So you don't even have volume on your side. This one could get even pushed further. Um, so I, I, I think AMD in my mind is one of those that where you buy it and you kind of hold it. I think again, it, you know, I'm holding at 113. Um, I'm not particularly upset at holding at 113. Um, there are tax implications for me, uh, for selling that one. So um, I particularly probably would would not necessarily want to take a loss, but if I do take a loss on this one, I'm okay because of the tax situation. So you got Uber, AMD, Cat, and PXD, um, another energy company, Pioneer uh, Resources. Um, they are reporting on Tuesday. Uh, 
Uh, and let me just look if it's after. I think it's after the bell. Um, I'm sorry. They're reporting on Thursday, uh, August 8th. No, next week. It's next week. Um, earnings report expected August 8th post market. Um, PXT, uh, just so you know, we had a MACD cross up here at 217, and it's got all the confirmation in the world. The RSI is significantly high at 70. Um, you're probably going to see um, uh, a, a, a particular, um, let's see, we have MPC and MRO. Both of these are Marathon Petroleum and Marathon Oil. Marathon Petroleum reports um, today, August 1st, um, in pre-market. So they're probably coming out or they've come out. This one you've had a, um, a run-up from 83 to 91, where the algorithm told you to buy at 83. Um, let's look at MRO. This is Marathon Oil. Again, this is both of these are um, oil oil plays. Uh, the MRO you had a buy-in at 21 on July 7th, and you're at 24. So you've had what 20, 30 percent gain on that. So you've you've done well. Um, you know, all of these oil plays are great. Wednesday you have yeah M. Yeah, the MRO is reporting on Wednesday. Moderna uh, is reporting on Wednesday as well. This is kind of your um, COVID. When COVID becomes front page news, it continues to go down, uh, go up. You've got a July 27th cross down uh, on, on Moderna. So right before earnings, it crossed down. Uh, with that one, you made 17% with the algorithm. And I know I briefed on this one to buy in it. 132 on June 30, June 21st, um, it went all the way up to 190. I'm sorry, 180. Um, back on, do, 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 it went 180 July 11th. So you got, hopefully you got out between then because it's been capitulating and kind of going down. But on July 27th, it got you out at 159. A nice 17% gain. You've got them coming, coming up on Wednesday, uh, post pre-market. Sorry. Uh, Thursday, we have ConocoPhillips um, COP, which is another one that I've brought up that has been running significantly. Um, let me see where this one. You Did you get out on this? No, it hasn't gotten out. 87.53 uh, on July 8th was the buy-in. You're at 97 bucks. 10 bucks. You've got your 10% on that one. They are reporting uh, August 3rd. So um, Thursday, uh, I'm sorry, August 4th pre-market. So you have to buy it. Um, ConocoPhillips and one of my recent favorites that I said, Josh Brown said, hey, once it hits 150, if it closes over 150, we should be able to get there um, and it should be off to the races. LNG reports on August 3rd. Let me see if it's pre-market or post-market. Pre-market. Um, this one has just been a killer. The, um, the, the algorithm had you in July 18th, um, so a couple of weeks ago, at 128. You're at 150 right now. So um, the RSI is, is super high at 74. I don't know that I'd necessarily say buy this one, but if they blow away earnings and give guidance that, again, Chenier Energy, so you know, um, can take things. Uh, this is part of the uh, shipping of liquid natural gas from the U.S. to Europe. Europe will have a shortfall. 
of uh, natural gas in the winter because Russia's going to cut them off. It's clear Putin's going to start cutting them off, weaning them off. They can't fill up their, their reserves right now. If they have a cold winter, we're going to be shipping more. Uh, right now, uh, liquid natural gas in the Dutch uh, version is selling for $60 um, per therm. Uh, we're paying somewhere in the neighborhood of six. So Chenier uh, is one that takes it out of the ground for six bucks. Uh, shipping costs, you know, add five bucks, ten bucks. So say they they they're all in. Uh, cost is twenty bucks to get it from here over to there. They sell it for sixty bucks. It's gonna go up, probably eighty, probably ninety, maybe even one hundred. So uh, that's a big one. <clears throat> that's why Josh Brown said, "Hey, buy it," and he even checked with all of the experts who were on air, who were energy, and they said, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And he's like, yeah, I'm buying it. He bought it, I think, around 140 or so. I would probably, at this point, I probably wouldn't buy into it. I would wait for their earnings. But they're probably going to give good guidance. And and in my mind, God, I, I hate to tell you to wait, but I'm, I'm not buying it. I am not in on this one, just so you know. Uh, Friday, we have my personally... Uh, horror show of DraftKings. Uh, bought this one around 40. Um, you have a MACD cross up here at uh, July 18th, $13. You're trading at $13.73. $13.18 to be exact was the, the MACD cross up, and you have that. It's going all the way into earnings. Eh. Again, they're spending about $1,000, $1,500 to get um, somebody to play on their mobile platform. So um, let's look. Uh, so, uh, Willie, I'm going to go over Willie's stocks right now. Um, Willie fixed his smoke detectors. Willie, thank you so much for being a good sport about that. Um, me and the dogs appreciate it, even though they aren't here. Willie wants me to go over three stocks. And the first one is Mosaic. And I heard you about the food shortage. So here's what you have to know about the food shortage. A couple weeks ago, Putin, um, Ukraine, and um, the UN agreed to start shipping grain out of the Ukrainian ports. And um, so that makes the food shortest, I don't wanna say it's unlikely because it's just less likely. They're still, they still will probably not be able to ship um, as much. Again, do we trust Putin to kind of, you know, not bomb these ships or, you know, take one down or even Ukraine to take one down um, mistakenly or, you know, something to happen where uh, the, the shipments run dry or don't come out of the Ukraine. It, it, it's, it's questionable. But we know that Putin is currently um, fighting the war with energy. So I would be careful with some of these foodstuffs just because um, uh, He's been so clear that it is energy that he wants to fight on that battle. He doesn't want to be the person in the the world that is known for killing off third world countries because let's be honest, nobody in America is going to go hungry per se. Um, we're just going to have to pay more for food. And for the majority of Americans, you will be fine. Um, you will be okay. You will have food to eat. Uh, there, there's definitely shortages of food here, but it's more of an economical term. It's not a, um, it's not a societal term like a third world country where they can't get the grain and they can't get the food in and they don't have distri distribution um, ports, blah, blah, blah. So 
I would be careful with Mosaic. Um, and I say that because we've also had a bumper crop year. Um, they do have earnings, and I think it's today, is it? It's post-market today. Um, so their RSI, I would not buy this one before earnings. Uh, it's a 70 on the RSI. Your MACD is up. Now, here's the good news. You did, and I think I covered this one, but it was July 8th, the beginning of July, um, where food shortages were still kind of in play. Uh, the stock mosaic uh, traded at 45. We had a MACD cross up at 45.89 on July 8th. You still have confirmation on that one. Um, and you still have, I'm going to go into mosaic just to see um, uh, what their, their forward PE and stuff is. Let me, you know what? Let me go into Fidelity because I'll look at their competitors. Um, and if you don't have Fidelity, Fidelity is great. Again, I talk about them all the time, how I have their uh, them as my brokerage platform. And a lot of the, the kids that I mentor, people that I mentor, they have different ones. But uh, Fidelity is the one I recommend. So here's Mosaic. Their PE this year's estimates 3.84. The industry average is 15.94. Um, CF Industries, which I brought up before has a P of 5.38, um, uh, IPI 5.11. Um, the equity score from uh, Thompson's rating, 7.1. They don't have an industry average. Um, other ways to invest in Mosaic, uh, MOO and VEGI. Both of those are ETFs. Um, and, and by the way, if you have uh, Fidelity, this is just the comparison tool. Um, so with that PE, let's go into FinViz to see. Um, let's look at, yeah, July 14th, Credit Suites initiated coverage outperformed with a $60 price target. Uh, June 1st, Barclays initiated coverage underweight with a $59 price target. Um, uh, XA and BNP Paribus uh, outperformed to neutral on April 20th with an $82 price target. March 15th, Goldman says, hey, neutral to buy with an $83 price target. So they're all saying 80 something. Let me see where it is in the pre-market. Um, pre-market, Mosaic's playing at, trading at 52. Um, so, you know, they do have a 1.1% dividend. God, Friday, you just had a run all the way from 51 to 52, which again, doesn't sound like a lot, but in a stock like this, it's... It's fairly big. Your 10-day volume is 4 million. Your 90-day volume is 8 million. I don't know what they come out and say. Um, when I look at this one, and let me look at Active Trader Pro, and I'm going to go into, no, I'm, I'm doing TrendSpider. I'm going to go into weekly to see kind of a historical one of this one because it has had a, a, quite a run. And I'm looking at a weekly chart here. And if I go back to the pandemic um, of March, you were at about $8 on this one. But that was an all-time low. Um, in January of 2020, it was trading at about $20. That's where I'm slightly concerned. Because Mosaic, yes, it's become uh, more relevant with food shortages and stuff like that. Um, but January 2020, does it deserve a double? price uh, uh does it de deserve to double in that time well 
I mean, you know, their earnings certainly justify it, but forward time, if you look at a weekly, and, and Willie, I know you look at charts, look at a weekly chart of this one and tell me where that's trending short term. Uh, because this is just a little guidance. You know, typically I'll go weekly, daily, monthly, whatever, to try and look at trend. From April till now, uh, you do have a kind of a bounce up here. Um, and it starts in July 4th, where it's bouncing off the 50-day. Um, I still think the trend is positive, but the short-term trend is negative. So would I play this into earnings? Uh, I don't know, Willie. Uh, roll the dice, maybe. <clears throat> Another one he wanted me to look at is lithium, uh, LTHM. And yeah, it's been running like crazy. And Tom mentioned this, too, and I'll bring up Tom's uh, stocks that he asked me. Um, uh on a little bit this one's messy wow this chart on the algo is messy um you had a buy-in here at 2138 on july 18th you're at 24 so you've got your 10 percent heading into earnings their earnings are tomorrow is it pre-market or post-market post-market um, wow you've had a run um <sighs> lithium's so hard because lithium is is not something that you look at this chart again, the algorithm performs fairly well. The performance chart makes you 72% with the algorithm. Uh, over 500, uh, 1,000 candles, you get 31 positions, 12 winners, 19 losses. The average win, though, is 15%. That's why I say it looks messy because there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs in this one. Um, what concerns me is there's a slight gap here. Um, between 20 and 2060, 2081. Um, that was created right when that MACD crossed up on July 18th. Um, the good news is you're trending up and there still is a gap that needs to be filled between 26 and 27. Um, and that goes all the way back to June 13th. So uh, while it's high, um, I think you could fill that gap on this run up because it does have so much confirmation from this run from 21 to 24. <clears throat> if you're in this, I think it's worth staying in it through earnings. Uh, if you're not in it, uh, I don't know that I'd chance it because, it, again, it, ha it has had that, you know, what, 10, 15 percent run um, from where the algorithm got you in. Again, the average win is 15 percent. So. If you're not in this one, I don't know that I necessarily would hold on to this one and say, hey, we're going to 30% on this one. But good call, Willie, if you're in that one. The third one that he wants me to bring up is Sprouts Farmer's Market. And I live in um, uh, Georgia about, God, I want to say a half a mile away from our Sprouts. I love Sprouts. This is kind of like um, uh, Lala's App Harvest. Love the mission. Hate the business. Um, the business portion of Sprouts and groceries um, is it's low margin and Sprouts tries to bring local farmer stuff to the store. They also have some traditional supermarket stuff with boxes and things like that. Think of a, a little more advanced Trader Joe's. Um, that's kind of where you're at with Sprouts. Now, Again, I love the mission. I like going to Sprouts. You have had quite a run on this one. The performance chart on this one uh, equals, well, it doesn't equal. The performance chart on the algorithm loses you 10%. If you bought and held this, you made 10%. 
the average win on this one is only 5%. And when I say it's just a bad business to be in, it's because of margins. Now, here's what I'll tell you from an industry standpoint. Personally, I own Walmart. And one of the reasons I own Walmart is because they are the largest grocer uh, in the U.S. Uh, Kroger is another, the, the, I think it, they're the second largest grocer in the U.S., um, you look at those businesses and Walmart um, went significantly down uh, in their last earnings. And the re it wasn't because of groceries. Groceries were up, but it was their ancillary high uh, margin business of clothing and, and electronics and things of that sort that people weren't buying. And that's why they went down. So Sprouts, they do have earnings coming up uh, August 3rd on Wednesday. It's post-market. Um, let's go into Finviz and look at Sprouts. Um, S, by the way, the symbol for Sprouts is SFM. Um, their forward PE is 12. Their PE is 12. I think it's a good, well-run business. The last um, uh, analyst coverage was a buy to underperform, from, and they reduced their price target from 40 to 25. And right now you're trading at 27. Um, and that was in from May. Um, so I don't, you know, again, the, the latest article here um, from Investors Business Daily doesn't actually have to do sprouts. Um, you've got a global newswire market to report second quarter earnings. That's just announcing your earnings, especially grocery store to enter Florida space, Space Coast with West Melbourne store. If you know anything about Florida, Publix just God, Publix just dominates Florida. You can't go 10 minutes without seeing a Publix store um, in Florida. Um, now, you do have an April, this is what's funny. So here, these are the monkeys that are analysts. Uh, April 29th, uh, Bank of America uh, under rate spout, it raises their uh, rating on Sprouts from underperform to buy, and they raise their price target from 21 to $40. That's April 29th. Six days later, six days later, they take it from a buy to underperform and reduce their price target from 40 to 25. So um, that kind of thing will send algos and people just out of it. Now, your performance year to date, you lose 6%, but your performance over one year, again, you know, the, the thousand candles is two years, but it's 10%. Um, so you're down 6% this year. Um, it's a well-run business. When you look at their management, great management. I think if you want to buy this one, I think you can. Just really, if you're a trader, I'd say find a better spot. Groceries are a little tough to make money on. And that's coming from a tech trader. So take it with what it's worth. I'm not huge in that market. But thanks again. for. Oh, by the way, Willie, uh, Anchor. Willie is the, the one that sends me um, voice messages on Anchor. Uh, Anchor alerted me that at some point voice messages are going away, Willie, so you probably have to hit me up on Instagram or, um, or uh, Twitter, either one. Um, let's take a look at some stocks for Tom. One of the one that he wanted me to look at and, and kind of mention to everybody is GSL. Um, this is a global shipping. Um, let me see what their name is. It is a small cap. Um, GSL is do, 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 do. Oh, global ship lease. Um, I should have known that one. 
they have had quite a run and they are on a run right now, even in pre-market. So the algo had you buying in at 1582, July 8th. Um, you're at 1868 right now. So if you listen to the algo, uh, wow, you're, you're doing really well. Um, let's look at their trading size. So 10-day volume is 670,000 shares. It's a micro cap. It's only $690 million in uh, market cap. Your 90-day performance has you 1 million. Uh, the thought is that shipping is kind of quote-unquote coming back. Um, Pre-market in this one, you've gotten all the way up to 21. Um, it's currently at 19. Um, they do have earnings coming out. Uh, their earnings date is the 4th. So they do have earnings coming out. The dividend yield is 8%. That's what it's listed as. Um, but I think Tom had said there's um, some, some additional uh, special dividend on this one. But again, check out GSL. If you want to get back into the shipping game, I think we talked about shipping in April or May. It was big. I was in a GOO, GOGL, I think I was in. Um, that one has had quite a run as well. Uh, you know, uh, the other shippers that he's mentioned, DAC, which we looked at, um, which was trading around 90. This one has had quite a run as well. Um, let's look at the algorithm on DAC. And by the way, you would be, still be in, um, in GSL. It's just, it's quite run quite, quite far into earnings. Um, the RSI is up there. Let's look at DAC um, because DAC, we, we did like DAC close to 90. So why wouldn't we like it at 70? Ironically, and I think I brought, I brought this up before, but uh, when I've looked at it, July 8th, we had a MACD cross up at $60.26. You have earnings on DAC coming. Um, is it today post-market? Yeah, today post-market. Um, so you could see quite quite a bit on this one. This one maybe a good one, um, but the RSI is up there. The RSI is at 74. Could see a pop in that one. Uh, NMM, he's mentioned. Look it up on Finviz and you'll find some uh, articles about uh, purchase. NMM, uh, Nancy, Mary, Mary is the symbol. Uh, they just announced earnings, so I don't necessarily see a catalyst on this one, but wow, it's flying. Um, you had a $21 buy-in on July 8th, um, and that one, you're all the way up at 29 right now. So quite a gain on that one. And recent GSL uh, is the one, uh, already went over. PBR is one that he wanted me to look at as well. Uh, PBR, um, which is do, 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 Petroleo Brazil. So it's Petro Brazil. Um, this is a small one again. Uh, the algorithm makes you 70%. The average win on this one is 17%. You had a buy-in here July 18th at um, 1144. You're at 1433. They've had their earnings on July 28th, so last week. I don't necessarily see a catalyst. They're up over the 200-day. The RSI is super high at 83 um, I'd probably stay away from this one for right now. Maybe a bad call because, again, Petro from Brazil, probably a good one. Um, okay, I think, oh, uh, PBR. He's, he's saying PBR. Look it up on Finviz. Let me look it up on Finviz because there might be a news story. They have a 30% dividend coming up. Um, 
yeah, 30.25% dividend. That's why he was telling me about it. I just looked at my notes. Um, wow. Rises after revenue beat. Look at the July 31st. Um, the first article here from, from Yahoo. Um, Petrobras do, 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 earnings report, valuations and dividend. According to the projected free cash flow, could have a price target of 34.28. Um, concluding thoughts. I don't see anything about the dividend. I, I'll have to do a little bit of research. Um, but they do have a 30% dividend. Wow. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I don't see a date on this one. I'll have to do some research on that one. <clears throat> I want to go over my scans. Um, I did some scans for some MACD cross-ups and ones that I, I kind of like um, to, to kind of go with some, some earnings kind of plays. You have Walmart, um, uh, WMT. They have earnings coming out. Do, 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 do. Um, Walmart has earnings coming out August 15th, uh, August 16th, August 16th. You know, MACD cross up on Walmart at 132. Um, 132 is uh, the, the MACD cross up. Again, this one has been beaten down. Do I see us going back down to 118? No. Uh, this one doesn't, you know, the, the algorithm actually performs better than the buy and hold. For Walmart, you make 13.57 um, versus a buy and hold gets you 1.75%. You have 25 positions, nine wins. Here's the problem. It's only a 5% win. I kind of tend to think Walmart is one of those ones. I have it in my buy and hold um, portfolio. So buy and hold for me, I, I hold, I've held on to it for years. Um, Walmart is one that I probably, at these levels, I would think that you would probably want to get in. Let me see. Walmart is, their PE is 20. Um, I don't necessarily look at this one as good growth as I do target. And the reason is the PE on target is 13. So I think target's better, just to be honest with you. Uh, but they did have a MACD cross up. Delta Airlines had a MACD cross up um, on the current candle. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Let me look. Um, they had a MACD cross up, but it hasn't officially registered because You'd still be in Delta Airlines um, from 29.52 on June 24th. So they've already had their earnings. Um, they, they kind of have just been trading in this range between 27 and 32. Um, you're at about 31 right now, but it did have a MACD cross up. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into that one, but I do like Delta Airlines at these levels just because God, who's not flying? I mean, you know, enjoy the airports. They suck, but you're flying. You're still flying. I'm in LA. I flew. So uh, Snowflake, I own this one at 180. Had a MACD cross up at 149.91. Their earnings are coming up August 24th. You know, again, anything under 150 on this one, I think you buy it all day long. Um, I probably need to put more money into this. Uh, I only have a little position, but I've been waiting. 
Um, you know, in, in my mind, it's trading in this 111 to 170 kind of corridor here. Um, if we are in a bull market, this one's going to continue to go up. It's just going to. Um, in the marijuana space, Tilray had a cross up um, at $3.64 uh, on Friday. So they just had their earnings. There is no catalyst going forward for this one. Uh, this has been a hell of a stock. Um, it's kind of crazy, but you know the, the algorithm loses you 56% versus you losing 50%. Here's the, here's the kicker. It's gotten you in 36%, 36 positions, uh, eight wins, 28 losses. So there's very few wins on this. But if you pick the right win, the average win is 34%. So $3.64. Um, they did have some good news. Uh, let's look at where they're trading. They're trading $3.59. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Again, it's an opportunity. I don't think it's a great opportunity, but I brought it up because I do like it. CrowdStrike, personally, I own CrowdStrike. Um, I own them, I think, at 183 or something. Let me look that one up. Um, let's see, count positions uh, while the algorithm pulls up. Sorry, and the, the internet here is, is slow. 183.60 MACD cross up. Uh, I think that's right around where I actually have it. Let me see where my average share price is. Um, because I bought some, I think, up in the 200s and some at the 160s. 183 exactly is my average purchase price. Um, medium position, $10,000 in that one. But I like it. At 183, it's got a MACD cross up. Their earnings are coming up. Um, the RSI is not crazy. The RSI is at 54. Um, earnings are coming up August 30th. This one makes you 50%. If you listen to the algorithm, it uh, makes you 56 buy and hold. The average win is 17%. Um, this has had some crazy, crazy wins. Uh, I first got into it 183 because um, way back when it, it crossed up. I didn't sell it at about 220. I'm still holding on to that one. Pan W with this Palo Alto Networks, which is the um, cybersecurity leader. Uh, had a MACD cross up. I'm holding this one. Um, I want to say at 420 or something. I think I bought it just at 420, but uh, 499.32. Let me look at my Pan W. My Pan W I do hold in my IRA, so I don't necessarily have it. Yeah, uh, I have this one. 477 was the average. I think I started looking at it at 420 when it crossed over. But um, you have earnings on August 22nd. This one, the RSI is at 51. Great opportunity. Uh, XPEV, which is a Chinese automaker's um, XPeng, but XPEV is the symbol. Uh, this kind of goes along with NEO. They had a MACD cross up, uh, 2442. This one makes you 130%, 132% in the algorithm. The average win is 32%. You have six wins, 18 losses, so only 26 positions and 500 candles. But if you bought and held this one, it only makes you 5%. So the algorithm works on this one. But it's Chinese. I don't trust Chinese. Here's the, th the kicker, though. That MACD is so low. The RSI is at 33. They've got earnings coming up on August 24th. The issue you have are, are the Chinese shutdowns. Uh, this has been in a slide. The last trade that you had on this one, you got in uh, May 27th. 
at 22 and it got you out with a 30% gain uh, at 30 on July 12th. So do we have another one of those coming up? Possibly. Uh, 2442, you'd probably have to hold on through earnings and they'd have to do good, good earnings. I see this one going up and down. Uh, that's why I brought it up. I like it. Um, it's low enough that I think you could get into it. Now, a stock that I hate that I'm going to bring up is AT&T. They had a MACD cross up at 1872, but they've got this enormous gap here at 19 to 20. Um, at some point, this is going back to 20. Uh, AT&T just long term has just shit the bed. There is no reason to, to own AT&T other than to trade it for a 10% win. Your average win on this one, though, is 3%. I bring it up because I kind of, you know, my dad worked at AT&T. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's retired from AT&T. AT&T has been good to the family. So the stock that I looked at and I said, oh, I want to write this down because it looks good is Tesla. And it, Personally, been wrong about Tesla, but this is why your position size matters. Remember before earnings, I said, hey, crossed at 700 was the, the kind of buy it at 700, below 700 and sell above 700. Well, going into earnings, I was unsure. Um, I got rid of half my lot at 750. This stock is at 900. This has all the confirmation in the world that this is continue to going to continue to go run. Um, I think you hit 1,000. Um, at some point, it's at 9.05. I think it was at 9. Yeah, it's not 9.05. It's up $22 before uh, in pre-market. Um, the 10-day volume is 29.8 million. The 90-day volume is 29.1 million. Uh, the valuation on this is just crazy. Do not listen to it. This one trades on its own whim. So love Tesla. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it here, but I wanted to point out um, you know, again, I sold half mine. I made the mistake, but it's not like I, I'm completely out. I'm still enjoying this one. I took my profits. Never, never look profits as, as a bad thing. Took my profits. Um, let me look at my uh, portfolio pre-market. Looks like we're slightly down. Um, AMD is up. I mentioned that one. Um, let's see. We've got PayPal slightly up. I know they have earnings coming up. Target is up. Um, Tesla is up, like I said. Yeah, uh, I think you, you play some earnings this week. Um, oh, one that I wanted to bring up that does have earnings, I think it's today. Simon Property Group, one of my favorites, um, SPG. And it's been on quite a run of late. Um, 97 was the buy-in on July 18th. And it's at 108. And it has all the confirmation to head into earnings. Um, if they come out with some type of hype play with earnings, um, they're it's earnings today after the bell, SPG. And by the way, if you buy this one, um, and, and you, you know, if you ever go to outlet malls and you just like it, it's got a 6% dividend. So if it does tank down to 90, um, again, you know, for some reason, they, they, you know, shoppers aren't there. Shoppers are, they're there. Um, they're just not spending. And outlet malls, that's exactly what, what Walmart has been saying. People are going for low-priced low items. Kind of seems like a no-brainer to me. They're at 108. I think you've got a shelf here at about 130. Um, this one to me, forward earnings. Uh, so forward PE is 17. Remember that the S&P trades at uh, 17. 
So Tanger Outlets, which is SKT, which is the one that I use to trade, their forward PE is 23. They're at 16. That's one, you know, their dividend is only 4.9. But Simon Property Group reporting today. I like this one. Um, let me see where their RSI is on the, yeah. Their RSI is at 75, so it's huge. But it's got all the confirmation in the world. Poof, I may buy more of this. Okay, uh, hit me up. Again, thanks to the supporters. Thanks to everybody who's tipped me. Thanks to, um, you know, if you want, in the, the podcast description, not in the episode description, but the podcast uh, uh, description, um, anchor.fm slash daily stock pick. Um, you can look at there. There's a support tab. Um, I want to thank everybody. Sorry about the quality. Hopefully I'll have something better tomorrow, but I'm going back to sleep since I work at 10 o'clock this morning. Okay. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Good luck. Simon Property Group, fingers crossed. Diamondback, fingers crossed. Um, Devin, fingers crossed. Let's hope.